three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. This is Nuclear Knowledge. Production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrence. The views of the host are his own, and I am your host, Jim Petrosky, and today I'm going to inject a little science. So take off your tin foil hats and put on your thinking hats. Here we go. The focus on new energy sources not based on fossil fuels tends to bring in a discussion of nuclear energy. Many anti-nuclear energy proponents will argue that if we expand our nuclear power use, it will lead to added proliferation of nuclear weapons and the earth we are saving with the incredible value of nuclear power, will be lost in the Armageddon that follows. Well, that's just a false choice. Anyway, the nuclear power community often cautions people not to discuss nuclear weapons in the context of nuclear reactors. I, unfortunately, will ignore that advice today. And after all, it's not working, and for good reason. Because I think an informed community, like our listeners, simply make better choices, and nuclear weapons and nuclear reactors are clearly different by design, or as I will put it, engineered differently. Even though much of the fundamental science is the same, and many people are simply never told that. I hope to correct that today. The connection between nuclear reactors and nuclear weapons, in my view, is like the electric light bulb and the electric chair. The first practical light bulb was used in 1879, and the first electric chair was used in 1890. Go ahead and look it up. I'm telling you the truth. So there's an obvious connection between the technology use in the two different ways. The engineering, however, is different for these. And as I recall, Edison never said, I didn't fail. I just found 2,000 ways not to make an electric chair. I would not like to have been his lab partner. Anyway, it would be ludicrous to say we should not use light bulbs, even if you do not agree with the use of the electric chair. Additionally, I do not recall ever using an electric chair to light up my room. In the case of nuclear weapons and nuclear reactors, the first reactor preceding the nuclear bomb because of the vast difference between the technologies, and the fact that nuclear reactors can be used to produce the unique fuel needed for a bomb, are all connections that are made. Otherwise, they are vastly different in the form and function. Now, I understand there is confusion with respect to nuclear weapons and nuclear reactors. After all, I sat in Dr. Malavia's nuclear reactor dynamics class at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, and to this day, I am still not certain that I can do a Laplace transform for analysis of a prompt reactivity change to save my life. Sorry, that was a gratuitous comment for our science listeners. In short, the detailed science of nuclear reactors and nuclear weapons is a difficult subject. So instead, I will bring about one of the two most important things that makes them different, related to energy and timing, and we'll cover the other in a future podcast. Both nuclear reactors and nuclear weapons create energy. 
by converting mass to energy, by the way, via fissioning of uranium. In both processes, the fissioning of the uranium releases the same amount of energy for each uranium atom that fissions, a value of about 180 million electron volts. And for comparison, a flying mosquito has about 4 trillion or 4 million million electron volts of energy. Suffice it to say, even 180 million electron volts is not a lot of energy, at least by itself. However, if a large number of these occur, then you get a lot of energy. For example, if a mole, not the animal, but that Avogadro's number that you heard about in chemistry class, 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd, that number of uranium atoms is fission. By the way, that's about a half a pound of uranium. Then you get three kilotons of energy. Now that's a lot of mosquitoes, but that is true of fissioning in a nuclear weapon or a reactor. So the two are the same, right? Well, not so fast. That's just the physics. The important part is the engineering. You see, the concept behind the design of a nuclear reactor is to provide energy to your house, to heat your coffee, run your internet, and do your laundry. You know, that kind of stuff. Those appliances do not consume all the energy from the reactor at one time, but need it steadily and safely delivered to your house. This is what reactors are designed to do, and they do it well. Take the energy and deliver it over time in a very well-controlled and predictable way. This is done by designing a system where the energy output is steady. A nuclear reactor, unlike other energy sources, typically runs for about 600 days before being refueled. However, in contrast, a nuclear weapon is designed in a completely different way, to do nothing for a lot of time, and then in a very short time, when it's supposed to, and in less than a time it takes to blink, deliver all the energy in a very predictable way. The engineering and design are what makes it possible for these seemingly same systems to work in a completely separate way using the same fundamental energy source, fission. Neither one can be the other. Now, this may still be confusing at first, even for our very sophisticated audience like you. So let me give it an analogy to make my point. Pound for pound, which can provide more energy, TNT or body fat? The answer may surprise you, but it is body fat, which provides more than nine times the energy as TNT for the same weight. So why does TNT explode? And your body does not, or at least I hope it does not. Well, it is because of the structure, aka engineering, of TNT which can release its energy rapidly, whereas your body fat releases its energy slowly over time. And this is good because you are able to go for a period of time without eating. At least you're supposed to. I haven't yet conquered that idea. Yes, your body is much more efficient than TNT when it comes to energy storage and use. And that is why you do not constantly eat or explode after eating a hot dog even though you might feel like it. The other significant difference between nuclear reactors and nuclear weapons is the fission fuel, which allows for physics to support the needed engineering. However, I will cover that in a future podcast. I may even consider having you conduct an experiment during the podcast 
unless you're driving, of course. So stay tuned for a future episode. And for our ardent listener who said that I need to get back on my meds, I remind you that when I'm off my meds, I do crazy things like teach differential equations and try to conduct Laplace transforms. Thank you for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. Nuclear Knowledge is a production of NIDS, a 501c3 organization dependent upon donations to provide this podcast. Every donation helps keep this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps to bring about awareness of the peacekeeping value of U.S. strength and our national deterrent. This podcast is produced weekly, and each episode is released on Monday. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other podcast, The Nuclear View. You can catch it and all our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com. I thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.